I see like friends become famous or like friends go on to do great things and I always think like, damn, I can do it too. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I have Jameer XO. And you may know Jameer XO from his collaborations with the Half House Studios. So, Jameer, welcome to the show. Yo, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's nice to be here. Thanks. And thanks for coming all the way out here. I appreciate it. For sure. Um, definitely out here. Today, we're going to be talking about your song, Envious. And uh-huh. that was released as a single. And yeah. so without further ado, let's listen to the song. Tell me what you need. 
genuine You found, tell me why you leave me on If you love me then tell me what you need me for Welcome back. My first and favorite question to always ask is, what came first? Was it the music or was it the words? Anytime I really make music, it really be the music. I'd say, how does this beat sound? How do I want to sound on this beat? I've been doing music for a long time. So when it comes to music now, I like my cadence to be a certain way. I like my vocal tone to be a certain way. I like my inflections to be a certain way, especially doing a lot of types of music that I do. Yeah, I generally go for like melodies first, like maybe this will sound cool. Like, okay. And then I'll play with lyrics once I figure out like how... I want the melody to go over it, you know? So did you start with the hook first or what What came first in terms of the music then? Honestly, you know what's funny? I made this song freestyling with my friend. Shout out artist Joseph. Uh, he's not with us anymore. He's just in Chicago. He's going to be back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, we was just like in a garage freestyling. And then we was talking about like exes type shit. And it was just like funny conversations like... And I don't know how we just started talking about it, but it was just like, all right, you know, and it was like, all right, let, let's just put words there. And then it just started going from there. You had a melody mm -hmm. for your hook and then describe a little bit about how that came together. For me, I kind of like I kind of work with Half House. Well, mostly Mousepad from Half House and me and him, we usually like work a lot. So I'm able to kind of freestyle in the booth. So if I have a melody, I can play with the melody a lot and then come up with words. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm gonna punch in, I'm gonna let that stick. Actually, I don't like that. I'm gonna play with something else. So, you know, just having that time to operate really do a lot, especially for how I like to work. Like I could go in and be like, you know, lay something down really quick. And like most of the time it'd be really good. Or then sometimes it's just really melody. And it's like, I don't really know what I want to say, but I know how I want it to feel right here so i gotta fill in those lyrics with something that feels how it would sound and i know that's kind of hard to describe are you telling me the the verses were originally freestyle like when did this concept of song of envious how, um, did, how did it come together like i said it really came up with just like a breakup conversation and it was like kind of seeing your ex move on really fast like damn I'm a little sad now. I kind of, you know, I kind of miss you a little bit. But it was like kind of dude bro conversations. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it got soft. That's the funny part. Like the song is super like soft. I don't know. Like the way he was talking about it at first, it was just like, man, that shit crazy. Da, 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 da. And then it just turned into. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think we was also drunk. So I think I was making it trying to be very head ass. And then it ended up being very good to where like. I only had the like the initial chorus for a minute and then I was like damn you know what? I'm gonna actually add a verse so that's why even in the song like it's like a really late break until the verse actually comes in because I, I didn't really drop the official mastered mix or whatever mouse from half house be mad at me because I just be dropping shit and <laughs> he'd be like wait let me master it I'm like I'm, uh, the streets need it <laughs> I was comparing the two verses one of the things that I noticed is I feel like that first verse is is about kind of like this like very defensive and very like angry and then the second verse is very much like vulnerable and trying to be like look I understand you're a great person I really appreciate you and all that and maybe I didn't deserve you but was that something that you 
were thinking about or did that just happen that's one of those like art like is like life because it's like damn i do be sad about certain shit but then it'd be like damn now life is great and life probably wouldn't be how it is for me right now had i had this person in my life you know what i mean so i kind of got to take the good with the bad like you know it was a fun time when it was fun and when it got bad it was terrible so it's like okay but that is a moment in time like i, I can't really regret you because I, I don't want to live my life with regrets but it's like okay i acknowledge like you know it's certain ways that this could have ended a lot better but shit you know that's how that's how some things shake out just because i figured the listeners would want to know <laughs> yes this is based on a on a real thing <laughs> <laughs> a true story <laughs> true story uh, but i i think that what's what's great about it is even though it is a true story to you it is a true story to too many people you know yeah they understand and and can relate to it's just like after your significant other becomes an ex mm-hmm. and and you're like just kind of checking out what they may be up to on social media or something and just hoping hoping that uh maybe things could be worse for them after they you know it's kind of like a oh are you doing worse (gasps) your life is better (gasps) wait you Uh, you don't even care (gasps) damn yep you know uh, like you said it's something that like i feel like a lot of people can relate to the feeling at least once in their life you know tell me a little bit about the recording process so you got the beat Mm-hmm. You had the beat for a while, and mm-hmm. then you put it together because it sounds um, like you said you said you bought it in 2020. Yeah, is that right. No, 2022, like 2022. early 2022. Okay. okay, but I didn't do anything with it till like the end. Nah, my recording process I feel like varies. I have my good days and I have my bad days, and my good days really work. Like I could probably knock out like two to three songs in like an hour you know what i mean like me really trying like i'll knock out the ad libs like especially if me and like the person i'm recording with is really like on point you know like we could knock out something really fast and it'd be like really good listenable like i can drop it you know and then there are other times where it's like damn i actually don't like how i sound like damn maybe i need some water like but i think that that also come with like me stretching my brain a lot because i I do try to do a lot like i do try to like write and like create beats and just work with a lot of people so it'd be like a lot of energy going on that i'd be like spreading and receiving that it's like whoa okay but i don't really chalk that up to nobody i think sometimes i just be in my zone and sometimes i don't you know when did this all kind of come together this came together like over like a drunk night pretty much like most of our songs i'd be kind of drunk i never really like sang. this is when i first started going to half house so i never really like sang there before so when i first actually did it mouse pass said whoa this is really cool and i'm like damn for real like i said at first i'm like i don't really i don't really know how to sound and then he was like no nah, just keep going then layer over it and i'm like oh okay you know i'm kind of liking it and then maybe like two weeks later like after i listened to it a little bit more i was like you know what i do like it let me add the other verses that's when uh just wanted to hop on so like we just ended up making a song in the second verse you know when i said that there's that that moment of like being vulnerable there's like that saxophone coming through Mm -hmm. and i feel like it just kind of mimics kind of this voice of you know I, I really I, I miss you kind of I wish that you could yeah get back I mean kind of that thing, that was so. a that was a like me stylistic choice but I can't really take credit for the beat though like that was already in the beat right but I, I but having that like yeah. space right there nah I, I was like nah I'm gonna you know let it space out because that I don't know sometimes when you let something breathe it does sound better that's even like something I've been trying to learn like doing a lot of music because 
like I said, I, I do try a lot of like tones and tempos and stuff. So I've been trying to take away ad libs or like, you know, have like one solid take. You know what I mean? Because less is more sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the hardest things in music is like when to be quiet, right? Like <laughs> to keep, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to fill everything with sound and it isn't as powerful as when it actually pauses and yeah. is quiet and then picks back up. I always, or at least I always struggle with that. <laughs> um, so I think my favorite part is just before you're coming in with the with the first hook there. Like everything kind of ramps up and then the bass drops and everything kind of comes together. But I would say that there's a close second is the beginning of that second verse where it's just mm. like, it feels like it's total tone change and mm. like you, kind of that self-reflection kind of thing. So mm. for me, I think that's good. That's also when the saxophone comes in. That yeah. it says like, sounds like this voice that's, you know, rethinking about everything. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what's your favorite part of the song? I'd say, yeah, that's, that's about my favorite part of the song. I don't know. I think I, I really do like doing choruses and stuff. So, like, the chorus is pretty much my favorite part. It's just kind of catchy, you know, like ear oh, yeah. candy-ish. Like, I could listen to this. The way that you're phrasing it, too, where you're breaking it up, where it's like, you found, you found love, you found, you know, you kind of drawing it out. I like don't know, it, 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 I don't know if that's the, the drunk part coming out. <laughs> I mean, it is, but also I do a lot of shows at clubs. So, like, whenever I do that song, a lot of people end up singing along, too. So, it's like, you know, just having that. I feel like a lot of people, especially drunk people, usually be drunk about, you know, relationships and stuff. So, it'd be like, you fell. Like, it'd be kind of, like, fun to, like, have everybody sing and stuff, you know. And then, like, even how I network and stuff. Like, I like you know including people and stuff like that so as shows doing this song like one of like my favorites at the end of the night especially if i'm like going last or something so mm -hmm. i know everybody pretty much drunk want to get home like this is gonna be the last song all right y'all we finna go home goodbye air candy you know what i mean i was curious do you know what effect they're putting on your voice when it's kind of that vibrato you know what i'm talking about <clears throat> Or is that actually, are you, uh, you know, I, I'll feel bad if you, if no, that was actually I, you doing that. I can't say exactly what presets or like autotune Josh does use, but I can say I did have a lot of layers, like at least five, six different layers on the chorus. So I maybe, maybe not. Sure, sure. I'm just going to say 50-50. I was going to assume perhaps that it was autotune that was generating that, but I know that sometimes people have a i don't know i don't want to say like a negative like reaction if you say that something sound like something has an autotune sound mm. like i you know sometimes there's a negative reaction to that even though i think it autotune is this really cool like i mean effect. i think sometimes like it's good and it's bad most of the time when i use it i think i use it well but i, I see what you're saying some I mean, no some complaints. some tracks doesn't need autotune <laughs> it sometimes it gets overused but yeah if it, if if it works it really works so true i no complaints on my my end i think it's good I think it sounds great. Well, I appreciate um, that. Why did you pick this song as the song you wanted to talk about today? I think this is like a really relatable song. Yeah, like it's about to be fall time. So I was thinking this is usually the time people start either getting in relationships or getting out of relationships. So it's kind of like a great time to promote this song, one. And then I genuinely do just like how this song is. Like being an artist, I feel like I always stop liking songs eventually, especially my own songs because I play them so much like... But this one of the songs I'm like, oh no, like, dang, this months later, almost a year later, and I still like it, like you know. So why not? And I think it's about like 
a year since I actually made the song. So, like, a nice little anniversary for it. It sounds like it's also quite a staple of, like, your performance, too. You know? You can can use it as a closer and it works. Yeah. The thing is, I don't really feel envious anymore. Like, I feel like that was a moment in time where I was, like, really sad. But I think it was a really great song. And, like, this one of the songs I'm going to look back at, I feel like, a few years from now and be like, damn, this is still a good song. You know, like, I feel like it rides kind of like a classic radio-ish kind of song. I don't know. But, yeah. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee dot cafe at community dash ucc dot org welcome back so jameer what is your favorite champagne urbana venue and that can be either like <laughs> a, a business venue or it can be like a house venue um like just personal venue that i've been to it can be just your favorite well, the one I like seeing shows at is, isn't the State Farm Center? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like seeing shows there. I haven't seen like a really cool one in a while, but when I did see one like back in like, I think like 2018 or some shit, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Not saying anybody who's done a show since not cool, but like that's the last cool one I seen like, cause I seen how many people can be inside, how many people can know the song and be like really lit. But me personally, I don't know, like... I'm an underground kind of person. Like, I really do, like, underground stuff. Like, I have to give uh, Red their flowers. Like, I really like uh, Redhead's, uh, their venue. It's, it's cool. Like, it's underground. It's really cool. I, I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with Canopy Club. Right. Like, I, I used to love performing there, but now it's kind of, like, it's not bad. It's just, I think, like, I'm just over it. But I really do, like, the IMC. The yeah. IMC is really cool only because i feel like the stage is really big and like i don't know anytime i do shows there i get like a lot of love so like i really like doing shows there you can get a bunch of people in the imc too, right but it doesn't feel like it's so massive it doesn't you know like if I mean? you don't get a ton of people it doesn't feel like it's empty right but you could fill tons of people like you so. could like okay if you if you get like a good 50 people to go to the imc for me whenever i perform like a lot of people do come to the front i don't have to do much for it to like look really cool really lit where i'm standing especially to get like pictures and shit like that especially to like look lit with other people i don't know like with canopy it's like it's a gamble because it's a club like some people maybe they don't want to pay 
or maybe they want go outside can't you know do it it's always different when it comes to clubs but i feel like imc is it's a cool venue and then the thing is most of the time well when i perform at imc i'm either renting it out myself or i'm having like a show with the with a friend who's renting it out so like pretty much we could do whatever we want so i don't know Again, props to IMC. <laughs> when it's up to you to put on a good show, I mean, at that point, your your focus is just to put on a good show, not necessarily to, like, fill the seats. I don't know. It just seems like, you know, Canopy Club, a business will want to make sure that they get people in the seats, and that's that's their main motivator, which there's nothing wrong with that, per se, but, like, if yeah. you're putting on your own show, you get, there's just a different sense of... Things, yeah, I think. I think like you said, the the canopy is a business, so they look for like business first. Me, I'm a business myself, not necessarily like a a canopy building business. Right. So like, whenever I do like a DIY show, it's kind of like okay, I can get such and such price for uh this photographer and this person to come. I can't have this artist come through and like off ticket sales. We could have some something, you know as far as everybody getting paid especially like being able to set up merch you know what i mean like that's something that they can do themselves i don't really take anything off like anybody's merch or anything so that's just extra bread for them and then just being able to perform you feel me on like a really cool stage and have like a good network of people come like i don't know i personally like like it myself like i feel like me personally i could get more money myself like i feel like canopy is a really good setup if i want to meet people but as far as like just making my own money, I feel like I could just do it myself that way. Do you have a favorite artist of Champagne Urbana? <laughs> I, I met a lot of talented people, but I mean, I, I brought like, you know, two talented people, two of my favorites, um, ASAP and then K Slime. If y'all want to say hi, they don't want to say hi. It's okay. <laughs> they here for moral support. I do like Slime K. I do like ASAP. I do like SBG Malik. I think for me, it's also consistency. Like whenever anybody does music, like they'll do it real fast and then stop. I, I think that that's my other thing. Like I'll hear somebody raw ass song and I'll be like, damn, this raw as fuck. And then two weeks later, they just don't do anything with it. So it's like, okay. So I have like a lot of quick favorites, but like just consistent favorites, though, they're my favorites. That does seem to happen. The the whole like they burn really hot and fast and then you know? they're just gone. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's like just they realize it's a lot of hard work and sometimes that just drains you too much or like if i mean you put, I, you know I don't I mean? chalk it up as that i'll just chalk it up as like we don't really know anybody's life i have problems that are different from your problems you have problems that are way different from my problems like i don't know maybe they just fell out of love with it maybe they had other important things going on but i don't know i try to judge people myself before i'm just like giving anybody a general like this is why they do this you know so yeah. i don't know i think it's always a case by case like i've seen some people like that went to school here and that was really cool freshman year and they just like stopped rapping for various reasons covid you feel me like no relationships you know what i mean like everybody just had had their own motion had their own lane so it's like if you really love it you'll come back to it if you really if you really really love it you probably won't stop so what makes a good music scene like what you know what makes a good music community just like you know showing showing support like letting people know that it's like all love like you know having shows but having different acts you know what i mean going to studio sessions with different types of people and then most of the artists i know like let's be honest we all do drugs so <laughs> so like you know just smoking together with somebody you know what i mean catching a vibe like just being around each other you know what i mean a lot of people I've met 
doing music or that I work with now, I've met them doing something artistic. You know what I mean? It's never like, yeah, let's hang out and go to a bar. Even if we do that, it's because we're doing something artistic behind it. So it's like, I think a good music scene is just like, yeah, just showing love. Like, you know, let me invite this person to this. You know what I mean? Like even me meeting you was nothing but just networking because I was invited to something else. You know what I mean? So just just like that, like inclusiveness, being open with resources, stuff like that. Like, I think that makes everybody a little like healthier as far as like building relationship wise. And like you never really know who's going to be famous tomorrow. Like me helping somebody open this door may lead them somewhere else to be famous. You know what I mean? And I don't really look for anybody to be like, oh, yeah, he helped me out. But it is kind of like a damn. That's crazy. I I see like friends become famous or like friends go on to do great things. And I always think like, damn, I can do it, too. That motivates me. I think like having that in a scene, like having other people to motivate you in the good ways, like you always need in a positive music scene. What's the best show that you've ever been like a part of? Okay, so I'm going to say two. Sure. One was at the IMC. I had like pretty much all my friends come. I ended up making like, I think like 150 just off ticket sales. Like it was fun. The crowd was like really hype. Like I had a 45 minute set and like, like I said, it was most of my friends, but it was at least like shit, like 70 people there. And most of the people knew like at least some of my songs. So like it was really inclusive and cool and shit. Then I had people perform with me. So it was like, it was really cool. Like, and that's just a performance. I say that's like top two. Then there was like when I opened for Armani White, that was like a really cool one. It's like top three. (laughs) But then like uh, I performed at this like fashion show kind of thing where I modeled in it and and I performed, which was cool. It was like some fashion show here on campus, like the CE3 something fashion show. But it was really cool because my friend, he, he made like this really cool mask, like a set piece. And like we all walked together. You remember when the red boots was hot? Like the mm-hmm. big red boots. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that crazy that that was earlier this year? Was it? Yes, that was earlier this year. That's crazy. I feel like last year, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how fashion really worked. What, That's is, what is time really? No, mean? for real. Time is an illusion. It was cool. Like back when we did it, it was like when the red boots were still cool. Like I said, that was like March, April-ish. That feels like a whole yeah. different world, bro. Right. But yeah, so that that was really cool. Like just the energy and then modeling and stuff. Like it, it was really cool. Part of the reason that I asked that is because I was curious if those shows had those characteristics that you were talking about, like being mm-hmm. inclusive, but also being kind of inviting to all sorts of different people. And mm-hmm. I feel like fashion show, you, you're getting all sorts of different people. You know, right. you've got people that are interested in fashion and you've got people that are interested in music and kind of coming together. And like, obviously, that speaks to what makes a good show, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a good show. And then, like, uh, I got to meet, like, a lot of different type of people. Like, I, I got to meet, like, a few graphic designers, a lot of the people that created a lot of the clothes, you feel me? And then, like, regular students that, like, engineer stuff, but they are able to do, like, musical stuff, too. So it, it is really cool. I like I like stuff like that, like being able to network, walk around, like, see some cool art. You know what I mean? Especially when you get to ask the artist what this is. Like, it's really cool. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. 
carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Jameer. What's what, going on? What is your favorite non-musical thing or things? I don't know. I like a lot of shit. <laughs> Go for it. I really like to paint. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you ever, like, come to my house, I have an art wall. I really like to paint. It's soothing. Like, it's fun. I actually got an idea with what I'm going to do with my paintings soon and it's gonna come with my music too coming soon oh you're not gonna yeah no 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 no, no. So i can't be dropping Later. gems like that okay, bro sure. like <laughs> what's in up in terms of painting oil acrylics uh acrylics yeah, uh, yeah. i like acrylics pretty much acrylics yeah, yeah. yeah like i don't have the patience for <laughs> like really it's like i you really want to wait for it to, to dry I mean, that long but that's that's the one thing but i think i, I am a patient dude when i want to be like that's the one thing about art though that i think i can be patient with like i don't mind waiting like three months to make sure a song is the way i want it before i drop it if it's not the way i want it then nine times out of ten i won't drop it at all or it's just gonna stay stuck in the vault so even with painting like i'm gonna keep working on this until this canvas is done the way i want it to be done you know i, I like to finish it quickly i guess another thing i like though my favorite thing in life, well, my second love ever in life is anime. Pretty nerdy, I know. But well, I kind of guessed by your shirt. I know, right? I was, I was like, like <laughs> I feel like he's going to say anime. but Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, I was pretty much in front of the TV most of the time. Either I was outside or like in front of the TV. So I don't know. I just remember being up late, like just watching anime and shit and like, I just never grew out of it. Like even now I'd be like watching new animes and shit. Do you have a favorite like you know, a series that you watched or I mean I have a I have a favorite is Naruto cuz like fuck y'all it's Naruto. <laughs> but then I low key looked at like my Crunchyroll and I real life have watched like damn near like over 80 different animes and I'm like damn I didn't even know it was that many. But then that's not even all of the animes. I'm like, okay, yeah, I am a little bit of a nerd, and that's okay, fuck it. I like to write, too. My freshman year of college, I was a journalist major, so that came with, like, hella writing and talking. So, like, it go with the patience thing. I, I really will sit by myself and, like, write for, like, three hours straight. Like, either a song, how I feel, like, journaling and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. I really can just, you know, turn on, not necessarily, like, music, music, but, like, a beat. I weirdly love jazz, <laughs> like Alice Coltrane, like, I don't know sure. why, it's really soothing. So, I I guess, going back to the to the writing, do you ever, do you, do you use any of that, or do you, All the time. is it just like, okay, okay, well, do, do you look, I, I'm just curious about how it, how it's part of your, I guess, creative process, like, is that, is that something you use for um, writing your music, or, or is it more like, yeah, creative? so, yeah i think like with really personal songs like i do put it in music like the like the envious track was really like i don't know it was it was a breakup it was sad you know what i mean so i would just take 
not necessarily things from like things that I've written to myself about the relationship, but more so just the feelings, you know, like what's a different word for jealous? You know, a lot of the times I would take like just moments of time of how I felt something really strongly, you know, and then I like incorporate those feelings in a new piece of artwork. You know what I mean? So I'm not really ripping out pages of something that I've already said. It's just more so the feeling of something I've had because the beat will remind me of a feeling that I've had. And it's just where in this journal can I find that feeling to match this beat so I can take a line and then I can run with it. You know what I mean? To finish an, an entire song. Jameer, thank you so much. Of course. For being on the show and telling me about your song Envious. The of course. Champagne Urbana music scene. And, of course, your favorite non-musical things. So, yeah. thanks for coming all the way out here, out in the middle of nowhere. God so. damn, god damn. Like, you got me out here, cornfields, and it's a snake out there and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't bite, I assure you. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is John Mir XO reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Champagne is also a band. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. Studio on the inside. Uh, he's not with us anymore. He's just in Chicago. He's gonna be back. Oh. <laughs>